Whether you're on the go with a summer vacation or decide to spend your free time with a staycation, the No-So's got you covered. Relive your favorite era of wrestling with New Gen on a Mission, Wrestling Warzone, Extreme Three-Way Dance, or the Ruthlessly Aggressive Podcast. Keep in touch with the modern era with GC Dub, Clotheslines and Headlines, You Know What That Means, and Viewer's Choice. Or sit down and nerd out with No Holds Barred, WWE War, or The Wrestler That Was. It's summertime, and the living is easy. Because you've got the North-South Connection. NorthSouthConnection.com Once upon a time, two men decided if they were making the cut. Then they made the cut. And now JT and Aaron are talking everything from wrestling to pop culture and beyond because it's no holds barred. Will you back down, turn and run? Or stand up with the best? When you're back to the wall, what will your answer be? Will you run for the door? Will you run out on me like it's No holes born. Hold my hand. Oh, who has a worse? Uh, who sings "Hold My Hand" like that? It's a uh, Hootie and the Weasel, Blow Weasels. That's uh, Lee Weasels. Marshall would say to uh, Bobby Heenan in uh-huh. Clash of the Champions, January twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. Who's got a worse like uh, note hold? Them or the singer from Creed? No, Creed, probably. Well, how did it hurt? <laughs> that guy? <laughs> or Trapped. It's strong, take you on. You, why? When are you going to give up on that song? <laughs> Never. Never. You know, I don't feel we ever argue really about anything except that song. I'm going to have Jake play it under the entire episode of Ruthless Aggressive, Bad Blood 03. Just under yeah. as a backdrop to the whole episode. Could you Oops. also get Jake to maybe put the title in bold letters so that I don't listen to it? You don't listen anyway. I listen all the fucking time. What I wish I didn't listen to is you. But here we are, No Holes Barred. We are here every Saturday, 11 a.m. Twice a month we're doing this, going through every WWE World Title Change ever. On the other opposite days, we are doing drafts with our friends. Our most recent one. Friends. Found uh, new winners for Money in the Banks throughout history, times, and promotions. Hopefully you enjoy that. We'll have a new draft next Saturday. And we are simulcast with video and audio. Video here on YouTube. And you can like, comment, and subscribe while you're here. And also no. on any podcast application, search at NorthSouthConnection.com or just NorthSouthConnection. All right. So We've been through a lot is. of Mankind Rock. We are, we are at the end, finally. Oh. Of Mankind versus Rock. Uh, this is our, what, fifth? What's more of a relief to you? Finishing Mankind Rock or when we finished the 1988 Royal Rumble in now entering the Royal Rumble? When I retire from podcasts. Uh, but this uh, is our last Mankind Rock. It's our 45th title match, title change. So we're making uh, some progress. We're closing on, on the big 5-0, Aaron. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
Uh, we will not be done with Mankind or The Rock, though, separately. We have we have them, more of them to come, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but we've been a little down on this on this run of matches. That said, two of them are in our top ten. But um, I think yeah. I think overall, we've, we're kind of a little shaky. I mean, the one of them is Survivor Series 98, completely carried by Deadly Games. And that the one other... almost doesn't count as like a Mankind right. Rock match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... And the other one heavily swayed by, of course, my personal connection to the January 4th, 99 Raw. So. But, but that's legitimate. But but also that's legitimately like an all time company moment. Right. right. So which is what carried it. So I think I think we were fair with both of those. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we weren't as high on um, Rumble 99. It was actually one of our worst that we've done. It's toward the bottom. And, uh, and it's half-time all Mick Foley's fault. And at halftime heat we liked. Uh, it just wasn't like super high in these categories we talk about. But I think that's one to me where uh, I enjoyed it more than the ranking shows. Does that yeah, make I think sense? that's I think that's fair. Like like watching it the first time for me, it looked like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But again, it just it lacked all of the intangibles. So to give no, you guys some to give you some context, we rank these matches in five categories, each giving a score out of ten and five. So the first is match quality, then significance, the moment, build, and aftermath. So again, like for halftime heat, it's just it's just lacking in all of them, yeah. really. But it's like, a, it was a super fun watch. Like it was everything we liked. Like yeah. it was comedy, but it was done well. Like it wasn't hokey until the end. The end is hokey, but um, it was it was done well given the setting. Vince on commentary was fun. Like you know, I, I think we tried to nitpick here and there, but it was a really really fun match. I would say like just in this structure, it didn't finish high, but that doesn't mean we weren't fans of it. Um, I also want to give a shout out to our buddy, Jonathan black uh, left some cool comments on mm-hmm. our videos uh, about this project. So if you had, a, if you're on YouTube and you want to check out our previous videos in the series, you can check out Jonathan's comments and reply there and get some conversation going, but shout out to him. Uh, he's yeah. appreciate him taking the time for sure to weigh in. All right. So we are on the February 15th, 1999 episode of Monday Night raw. This is, about uh, let's see on Peacock one seventeen thirteen in on the Singapore network where you at? It's one minute one hour sixteen forty eight. Okay, so pretty close this time. Yeah. Um, this is the night after St. Valentine's Day massacre where these guys fought. Like the crazy thing is we've covered five of the matches and there are two we're not even covering. That was Rock Bottom and Valentine's Day massacre. So there's seven total in their feud um, during in three months or whatever. So. Uh, so this is the night after that. That match went to a double knockout. So they're having one more here. It's a ladder match. So let's hit play in three, two, one, go. So making up for missing Valentine's Day this Monday night. Well, this was the night after Valentine's Day. Well, that's what I mean because I know I didn't hang out. I know I was dating someone at the time, and we didn't go out on Valentine's Day. But as a as a caveat, we had to go out on this night. So what no I did. What I did with my ex-girlfriend, rest in peace, uh, just passed away recently. Um, oh, she and I went to. I was, was I was such a douche. Um, maybe this is why I felt so bad. Uh, but she, um, she and I took her to an early dinner, and we like just hung out and like watched a movie or something, like early dinner before the like mm. four o'clock. And then she wasn't like a great driver. So I always drove. I always picked her up, dropped off, picked her up, dropped off. And we were like a 25-minute ride from each other. So it wasn't like super easy all the time, but I, I drove 90, no, 100% of the time. On this night, on Valentine's Day, 1999, our first Valentine's Day together, her parents picked her up from my house because ah. 
I wanted to be home for the pay-per-view. So we, uh, we went to dinner and I go to the wedding singer as a gift on VHS because of the first movie we had watched. So there's some romance in there, but yeah, yeah. then I said, all right, you're out. And uh, I want to say Adam Murray came over, I think. And we watched together. <laughs> so he was my second <laughs> Valentine's day of the night. Um, and we watched this together on pay-per-view. And then I definitely, I guess I would have been back at school the next day for raw. Cause we were home. Unless this, this is probably president's day weekend. I'm guessing as well. Okay. For here, us in the U.S. Because I don't. I was home for it, so that that had to be why. We don't and have. I'm Prime guessing. I, Day. Yeah, I would have been back in uh, back in school probably for this raw. So I definitely would have watched it 100. percent My girlfriend at the time is the one who had the illegal box, so she oh, spent. Yeah. We watched it on Valentine's Day, so that was her present to me, I suppose. Uh, all time. Why were we shirt. such losers? It's hard yeah, to imagine. I know. I know. Well, is Vince Austin? Hmm. How oh, could you on. miss that? Exactly. They were they were brilliant to make a must see match on that on that show. How many relationships ended as a result of of this booking decision? It was all worth it. This is this is probably the booking decision that has the most real world consequences. <laughs> it was all worth it. All time um, shirt for Austin, the Blood three sixteen mm-hmm. one as he comes out for commentary. Yep. And so they get the time. one ladder. It's so funny watching these old ladder matches where it's just like one single ladder and not 37 fucking ladders around ringside. And but I like it. I like it way better. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, uh, Rock is still in the, the jumpsuit. <laughs> yeah. Sideburns are completely out of control. Oh, out of control. This yeah. is insane. His whole like, like, <laughs> obviously now he's comically big these days, The Rock, yeah. right? But he had such a weird body shape during this time period. And a lot of it was due to his hair and like facial hair. Like, like it's got the hard flat top. It comes down, comes like this. The sideburns come in down, out, down. Like he's like very boxy. All of them, like everything about him is right. Yeah. And he's and like this, easy to like caricature. You know what I mean? Like a and shadow. This outfit, and this outfit is not helping because it, yeah. it enhances the box around his right. shoulders. And mankind is also very easy to caricature with some <laughs> giant pear shape. Bret Hart would have a field day on the chalkboard backstage with these two. Now imagine trying to caricature Michael Cole as well with the giant frosted tips going everywhere. Actually, he doesn't have them there. He's just got the jean jacket or jean shirt. Um, so JR, he comes back right around here, right? Because this, this is when he starts doing the commentary booth right in front of them. Isn't that leading up to Mania? I thought it was after Mania. I thought, doesn't, does he, does he call all of Mania? No, JR? he only does the main event. That's it. So I figure he does the main event and then they, it's probably after that, but I could be wrong. No, I think it's, I feel like it's during this time. I don't know. Maybe producer Tim can look it up, but I feel like it's during this time that he's doing the JR is raw is war. He's got Dr. Death standing with him. Cause I feel um, like after mania, he's just back regularly after that. That's like his return. He does that match. Mm. Um, so it's been pretty solid so far. I mean, it's a hot start for sure. Foley's yeah, smashing. Weapons. Yeah. Smashing the ladder on top of rock with the chair. Foley took his stair bump right out of the gate. Cole also looks so small. Like I know he was a out. tiny man. Yeah, he's yeah. built himself up. Yeah, I, I think it was uh, working all the time with Taz. He felt like intimidated physically sitting in the booth with him. Did he get bigger? <laughs> he had a lift uh, because he is he is a tiny little shrew of a man during this time. Well, he was like a squirrely war reporter, right? Yeah, I'm sure you got to be squirrely to be in a in a in a war zone. Sneak through the the yeah. bushes. Maybe I'm just caricaturizing what a war reporter <laughs> is, but it's a night of caricatures. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I broke you with that. No, I mean... <laughs> There's like, a guy in an orange suit just standing there middle fingering the whole time. He's just doing this. 
Nails is at WrestleCon for SummerSlam, which is amazing. Oh, amazing. Is he going to choke somebody out? Hopefully. D'Amato. That was, uh, so Foley climbs the ladder, Rock smashes him with the chair, and it falls on Foley. Great bump. Yeah. I like, what does Austin do? He's like holding the mic like this as he talks. I <laughs> like, I don't, does he, has he never used a headset before? <laughs> Jerry, Lawler's probably too scared to tell him anything. <laughs> Might catch a beating. Do you think it was goofy that King still wore like the gimmick at ringside, or do you think it like added to his delusions of being a wrestler still? I don't time? think it added or took away. It's just something that existed. <laughs> it's like when you look over and he's got the giant fucking jacket on, you know what I mean? Well, um, I'd, I'd almost be okay with it more if he wasn't wearing the singlet underneath. It's the singlet yeah, it's underneath. Just, his tits hanging out. Yeah. Like... It's weird. I guess it's better than the fucking affliction shirts later. Yes. Yes. It, you know what else is crazy? I was <laughs> off topic completely. Um, how long they had those people go sitting on folding chairs to call three-hour shows? Oh, and you you can't go to the bathroom? Yeah, I mean, like, well, that's the job. But you can at least be comfortable. Like, yeah. they aren't folding chairs until, like, 98, 99. I think they finally get the big leather chairs. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like, they're out there for, like, these long-ass shows on a fucking folding chair. Like, that is not comfortable. Probably closer to four hours, really. Yeah, yeah. Because you're out there. you come out for the opening stuff. Yeah. and It's a long night. And you got a guy like JR is a big dude, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's a yeah. hefty boy. Well, the barbecue sauce, obviously. So this has been a lot of climb, tip yeah. over, yank down. Bro. Mankind wearing wrestling shoes. Did he always wear wrestling shoes like this? Or if I just never noticed? He must have. Well, I don't know why he would suddenly. I thought he just wore sneakers usually, but so did I, or, or boots. But those are legitimate, like amateur wrestling shoes, I believe. Maybe the sweatpants are usually down low enough that you don't notice. Maybe. Yeah. Is he the only wrestler to ever wrestle? So Rock's hiding his pants? tits, and <laughs> I think he it's might be the right? Sandman. Yeah, well, Sandman <laughs> right. was more of like he had like the Zubiz like uh, baggy pants. They're not quite sweat. Like I mean, like the Hanes. Like, go to Kmart, buy a pack of fucking sweatpants with the little pull string. That's what Foley's rocking. How, how many t how many times do you think Foley fell asleep in those pants in a hotel room? Oh, yeah, big time. Like, every time, right? Underwear, definitely gross, too. He uh, That was a nasty bump. He fell off the ladder yeah. into the ropes and his arm got tied in the rope. I like the arm tied. I don't know why Rock is kicking him instead of putting the ladder Right, that's his chance to go back up. Try to climb. Like, has he not watched Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon? <laughs> I think Bret Hart was as mad at these guys of stealing that move as he was at Sean. <laughs> Probably. This was a great bump. Brock hits him with the chair and yeah. falls it's off. I mean, that's such a big. Yeah. It's a second big chair shot to the legs too. <laughs> yeah. And that's a big, like a well-timed impressive bump for Foley. The way he timed that fall and to have the rope twist. Yeah. Look, I, I, as far as his attire goes, I'm just happy he's not wearing all torn shit anymore. Yeah. It's just such a ridiculous look. Like, I, I, for for fans that started watching in like this time period, that didn't know the genesis of what, why he's wearing a shirt and tie. It's like so friggin' weird. You know? yeah, what is odd it? Aesthetic, you know. Yeah, um, if you don't know what's up here. It's very strange. Or if imagine you watch in '96 and you stop watching and you tune in on right. this. It's and like, well, what is that. he? Is he not pulling at his hair anymore? Is he not talking to rats? <laughs> Where's the piano music? So producer Tim confirms that Raw's JR is before Mania when he's out oh, there shit. with the table. And I think it's like, all right, if I remember correctly, 
they were going to set up a feud with Dr. Death and Bart Gunn as payback for the Brawl for All. So Dr. Right. Death is JR's bodyguard, and Bart Gunn breaks the table in a match, and Dr. Death beats the shit out of him. Like, that's that's my recollection. And that was after, I think, Dr. Death came out in the gi, because Jim Jim Ross, like, so shits on that on mask? commentary. Yeah, it's he like he's got the gi mask. and, like, the, the kabuki mask or whatever. All American like, here wants him to yeah, wear this a goddamn mask. mask. So, yeah, he sits in front of Cole's. Um, see, and he's got the great line where, like, Cole says, I wish I could see, but I got like a 10, 10 gallon hat in front of me or something. He goes, You're going to have a size 10 cowboy boot up your ass if you don't shut up. <laughs> I love how Cole and, and uh, JR kind of play that back yeah. 20 years later. Right. With, with the roles reversed. I might have to dig up that raw and watch it later or something. That, that's, a, that's a fun raw. Uh, there's white shit all over Foley's pants. It's like I all guess. sawdust, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> Pretty sick bump where he like jumped onto the the guardrail that was laid on the ground. Like that had to fucking hurt landing on a metal guardrail. And now a suplex on the ramp. I mean, this. I I feel like I don't remember much about this match. I haven't seen it a ton, but it's kind of low key. Like maybe their second best of what we've seen. Like just match wise, because like we like Deadly Games the angle, but the match was kind of eh. rock bottom. We we don't like. Um, halftime heat was fun, but it's not really a match. Uh, I don't remember Valentine's Day Massacre as well. I'd have to watch it, but this is this has been pretty fun so far. It's like been a nonstop sprint of violence. I remember being at the time, and I'd have to watch it again, being disappointed with St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Yeah, but it might have been because of the finish. Yeah, or maybe we were arguing during it. Like, why are you at my house on Valentine's Day watching <laughs> wrestling? <laughs> it's very possible. But this one's been like, and it's a good kind of fully violent. This is what I prefer. Like he's taking bumps, he's destroying his body, but it's his choice. His body, yeah. his choice. But it's like he's not doing it in a way that's like grotesquely making me uncomfortable, violent, and, and potentially causing life-altering CTE. Like you know, it's like yeah. he's falling off a ladder, he's getting thrown on the ramp. Like it's yeah. what's crazy about Foley is that like the things he's doing in this match are fucking intense. He's taking suplexes yeah. on ramps and the floor, but it looks like nothing compared mm-hmm. to what he's done before. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, and it's almost like what it I was saying before. Be yeah. Well, it's almost what I was saying before, like why I almost feel bad blaming him, but he set the bar so high and we see it at WrestleMania when he fights the big show and he said, Oh, we're going to have another, like we're going to have a bump, a huge bump. Like you always see out of me, a spectacle, whatever. He almost promises it. And then it's a it's a sick bump, but it looks tame compared to everything else. And that is, that is the one where he's on his back, and slams no, him down. He, that and then he um he choke slams him through the open chairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a great bump, but it's like for Foley, it's like okay, well that's like a that's a Monday. <laughs> Everything's a, a downgrade from being tossed off the cage. Yeah, it right? almost he set the bars. Like even this rock bottom through the table is awesome. Yeah, but it's like all right, that's nothing for Foley. Yeah, who cares? Um, We've seen that a hundred times. <laughs> so Tim Confer, March eighth started the Raws Jr. Uh, March 15th is where he's out there with a table. And I think that's the bark gun fiasco. Okay. Because in Mania is what, like the 30th or 29th or 27th? It's like at the end of March, I think. I think so. <clears throat> I did yeah, not see that really, Mania live. I guess we'll that talk is about a that real sweet episode. rock bottom through the table. <laughs> this has been a, a really good match. <laughs> like I'm liking yeah. it a lot. Low Blow was awesome. This is two guys that have like perfect chemistry at this point. They know each other well. Yeah. They're just going out all out. I'm I'm appreciative of them keeping the camera off Michael Cole when they go to the announcers because he's not showing Austin holding the mic. <laughs> <to his mouth. laughs> yeah. 
and the crowd is hot too. They're in Birmingham. I guess they have to imagine at the time. You have to imagine that this is this is the last one, right? Yeah, because they got to get on the road to Mania. I mean, they got a month now after this. Yeah, Austin's the number one contender, so yep. we know, and, and we're pretty sure we're not getting Mankind Austin. Yeah. Uh, probably pretty sure but like i think it was like in the realm enough where they had enough history the year before foley's been elevated uh i think it's in foley's book where he says sean believed foley austin should be the mania main events and there was that might have been a little dig at rock because that's why rock hates him (laughs) the click stuff but but no because there was there was talk backstage that they should do a triple threat with austin um rock and mankind and triple h was like, no, it should be a singles match at Mania. It's a Mania event, it should be a singles match. And I think Sean was the one that said, yeah, and it should be Foley Austin. Like, that's what the fans would want to see. Foley's been hot. And then they end up doing that. And then that was thrown back in Hunter's face the year later when it's like, yeah. now it's okay to be a multi man. <laughs> if they do, if let's say they do a four way at 99, they do uh, Mankind, Rock, Big Show, Austin. Mm-hmm. Is that a better four way than we get at 2000? Yes, because Austin's way super hot. Mankind yeah. is much more with it and now here's here's big show he looks think, so good here big show i think he's still oh. paul white technically i don't know yes. if he's big show yet so foley was on the ladder he comes yeah. out he chokes sans foley off the ladder this is the bit for me the big show's best look the, the long hair yeah he looks young he looks in shape well it's funny he got himself in shape because he spent 98 boozing and smoking cigarettes on nitro <laughs> oh, fuck. yeah like he got out of shape at 98 but he definitely slims down here i think during this time off before he comes back yeah, Rock pulls down the belt. It was weird too. The belt didn't look centered. Yeah, no, it, was it was like awful. to the side of the ring. Yeah, maybe it was the way like that was the only option they had to hang it. It was like to the side like that. Okay, so do you find this finish, based on all of their feud, is kind of a bullshit way to end it, with just the Big Show coming out and choke slamming him? No, because they had a bunch of like the whole feud is like exists within the chaotic structure of the attitude era during this time, like the corporations warring with Austin, Michaels, DX, like they almost exist in this chaos ball around them. And they're trying to just keep the title while all this madness exists around them. So I think I actually appreciate them protecting Foley a bit. I mean, it's a ladder match anyway. He's taken a beating already from the rock, like rock beating him. McLean is not going to do anything. And this at least gives Foley a match for mania, a marquee match for mania. Um, against, you know, Paul White at this point. And you had to do Rock Austin, so. Oh, yeah, I agree. I, I just think I probably would have been more amenable to the finish if, like, it wasn't just one choke slam from someone on the outside to the end. Like, yeah, maybe but I, I, I think this is where it hurts with Foley, but a choke slam off a ladder is a pretty good spot. Oh, I agree, but it's just, I find it's like, of, of, after everything they've been through, for me, it just, it's a bit lazy to just have, like, outside interference. Yeah, well, I'd agree with you if it was a pinfall. But I think Rock and Foley were both on the ladder. So him taking him off gave Rock just two seconds to grab the belt. So it's not like it debilitated Foley to the point where he couldn't wrestle anymore. It's like Rock was on the floor and it gave time for Rock to get in the ring, climb the ladder. Like, he was already there. So really, they could have had him just hold Foley's leg and it would have been just as effective too if you want to do that, right? Like, Yeah, I'd almost rather that. Like then, then, like then Or like he distracts him long enough for Rock to knock him off. Or something, and then they yeah. brawl to the back or something. I, I don't yeah. know. Something like that. I'm right with it. I think it sets up fully in in Big Show Mania. Um, the problem is from here to Mania, they don't do a great job with Big Show. Like Austin beats him clean no. the week before Mania, which is awful. Yeah, um, I don't know why they did that with all the chair shots and. 
stupid. So we get some extra attitude here on Peacock. I'm not forgetting that. Too. Yeah, I got it too, but I turned it off. All right, so let's uh, let's get through our grades here, and then we'll see where this nets out. Okay, so look for match quality. I think I think I'm gonna go seven. To me, this feels like on par with all of their other stuff that they've done that we like. Yeah, this is where I mean we already have so many numbers. I kind of wish we had halves. Um, this right. feels like a notch above a couple of those. Like, you know, so like looking at all the matches we had. So our series at a four, one four at a seven. Um, we had Rumble ninety nine at a six, halftime Heat at a seven, and this at a seven. Like to me, this feels a little bit better than halftime heat as a match. Uh, I guess it's about the same as the January fourth raw. Yeah. So maybe it'd be better if like halftime heat was a six and a half or something, you know? Maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I said I think an eight would be too high for this. Yeah, it just it just feels like the others, which yeah. is fine. It was good. It was honestly, I didn't remember it being that good. I thought it was like a five minute match and Big Show comes in. Like I didn't remember it being like you know, 15, 16 minutes of like really intense brawling with like a hot crowd in Austin. Like I don't remember it being that, that good. I think it's even more appreciated if it wasn't their like sixth match in three months. Yeah. That's on a, that, that gets time. And so they end up doing some of the same things, but it's, right. it's just well, and the next night after another one, that's it <laughs> like... where they went to a draw with the double knockout. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Significance. I don't know. If, how significant is this for you? Well, this whole feud has been weird. Right. So like, again, not to keep d- diving back, but like Survivor Series, we had it a five. The Raw, we had it a six. Rumble, we had a two and a three. And uh, Halftime Heat, we had a four. And I think a lot of that was we kind of based it within like the importance of what happened on that night, not the significance as a title change. Like Deadly Game established fully, paid off the tournament. Uh, January 4th, we talked about more of like the significance of the moment, Foley's first win, his long climb to the top. The Rumble was significant because of Beyond the Mat, the chair shots, and all that shit. Yeah. Halftime Heat was significant. We gave a lot of credit because it was a halftime of the Super Bowl. It was an empty arena. Like we kind of gave significance for different reasons. Yeah. I think now is the time in this feud that we have to think about the significance of like this title change versus anything. Well, this is a it's a writing of the ship, right? Like not not that Foley being champion is wrong, but but it's setting up your match for Mania. Um, so I mean, if you didn't want to have this as an important match, you would have had to not have halftime heat. And you just have Rock hold it from the Rumble till Mania. Yeah. So, but is Mania 15 any different if Foley fights Austin? No, because it's probably still the It just depends what they do with Rock. Like, right. Because I think Rock, I like Rock Austin at 15. I think it's the worst of their Mania matches. But I think I still have it at like four stars. And I would assume Austin Mankind probably gets the same thing. Although you don't have the catharsis. No, yeah. you know what? It's better you with Rock. The, yeah. Because you get that shot of Austin with this this foot on Vince and his arms yeah, in the yeah, air. Yeah, you need that. You need Rock as the avatar for the yeah. corporation. But you could, though, if you wanted to, do Austin Foley and turn Rock a little earlier and have him fight Big Show. As, because like, Big Show is taking his spot in the corporation. Or you do the Triple H turn earlier. Yeah. And now Triple H is the corporate guy and Rock is like on the other. It's kind of what they do anyway. In like May, but they could just do it there. But I, I don't, I don't think. I think you need to rock as the avatar. So, yeah. anyway, long story short, I would say significance is a four. Um, it, it's like it's a quick tuddle rain. It's kind of like whatever, yeah. but you need a rock to get to mania. Yeah, I'm okay with four. Um, okay, for the moment, and I it also know. starts big shell foley. So whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for the moment, uh, I feel like I don't think it's a good moment. It's not bad. 
but it's, I, I don't think there's anything really here that like it's not super memorable. It's not like um, so. Obviously, we love the first two, and we've been kind of down on the last two. I think um, here's the other thing is I think this moment is hurt by the title changing hands so much. Yeah, I do think that it is memorable though because everyone, when you think of this match, what you think of is Big Show choke saying I'm off the ladder. Like, yeah, to me that is a memorable. Like, it's a moment. Like that's Big Show's first big thing on TV after the night. Like, if you think of this match, you may not remember anything else. This is big- my case, my situation. But you do remember a Big Show choke saying I'm off the ladder, right? Yeah. Okay. I, so I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. For me, that's not enough to go high on it. Like, no, I, I'm gonna go three. Yeah, um, that's where I was thinking too. Okay, because that puts it even with halftime heat. Because again, what you remember at halftime heat is the forklift and mm. on the you know on that. So like this felt similar where you remember the finish and nothing else really. So yeah. Now for build, I'm happy to kind of pump it just a little bit above the last two, because now for the build with this is you have the whole feud and this is where it ends, right? And so, you get the um. You know, Paul White debuting the night before, setting yeah. up as Vince's, you know, bodyguard or whatever. Like you figure he may get involved. The night before, you also had the draw that kind of set this match up. Yeah. So yeah, I think you know we went kind of low on the last couple. We were at threes. So yeah, four yeah. feels right. I'm gonna go four. And aftermath, I think again we should pump up a little bit because the aftermath of this is that we we do get to Mania, we do get that main that big main event they want. So I'm gonna go five. Yeah, five for me too. I think it gets you to where you're gonna go with Austin Rock to pay off Austin versus the corporation at Mania. You get Foley as the ref as part of it, so he is standing there at the end as well in the main event. Um, and it kicks off, you know, Austin going with the smoking skull belt and all that through the spring um time. So all right. That is a total score of forty-six. Yeah. So that puts it at here we go. I'm gonna plug it 26th in twenty-sixth right all time. 27th because the significance of Bret Hart and Ric Flair, which it's tied with, is still 26 though, because we have a number one row. Oh, yeah, that's right. Excuse me. me. So 26, yeah, it's behind Bret and Flair, uh, tied with Bret and Flair in total score, but uh, we use a tiebreaker stat of significance. That's right. Yeah. I always get fucked on our list because the first slot in the spreadsheet is the titles. I'm going to freeze that row. So maybe when you scroll it, you'll remember. There you go. Yeah. Um, All right. So that was a fun, I mean, I'm glad we're done with this feud for sure. I, I do have fond memories of it. I, I think it, it did a good job filling the winter with this feud to get to Mania, to get to Austin Rock. So I think I think using Foley in that run, they legitimized him as a main event guy. Right. Um, you know, got Rock a lot of showtime as the top heel. Because he didn't have that before Survivor Series. Like, he's going to be your main event heel at Mania. Yeah. And he really becomes the main event heel at Survivor Series. So they needed like him to be the showcase guy for yeah. three months to get you ready. Now, it, it helped that they had invested over a year in the heel yeah. character. It yes, wasn't yes. at the main event level, but the investment was right. there. So it's constantly on TV, constantly building that character. So yeah. at least it was a logical progression, too. Yeah. All right, you want to read our top 10? We'll yeah, hit it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So number 10, uh, hanging on, hanging strong, is uh, the Mega Powers exploding, uh, Hulk Hogan beating Randy Savage with uh, 69 points. Okay, uh, number nine is uh, what we just talked about, Mankind versus The Rock at Survivor Series 98, Deadly Games, with a score of 71. Number eight, Randy Savage, Ric Flair, WrestleMania 8, with a score of 72. 
All right. And number seven, Mankind versus The Rock again from January 4th, 1999 Raw. And that was taped a few days before. And that has a total of 72 tied with Flair Savage, but above it in significance. Yes. Uh, above both is our sit number six, Andre the Giant defeating Hulk Hogan, February 5th, 88. The main event was 75 points. Money in the bank, Ashen, perhaps. Uh, right above that is Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik from MSG, 1984. And that is a total of uh, 76 points for our fifth place match. Money in the bank, Ashen, perhaps. All right. Uh, number four, Ric Flair winning the 1992 Royal Rumble with 78 points. And uh, now we're going to jump up. Big time. So that that's a big, pretty big glut. Honestly, from like our top 15 or so, I would say, like with Brett Yoko. From WrestleMania yeah. nine, uh, from WrestleMania ten is our fourteenth match. Like from that until Flair winning the Rumble at at four, you're within fifteen like, points. Yeah, they're all kind of close. Yeah. Then we have a huge jump up of twelve points to our third place match, and that is Bret Hart versus The Undertaker from SummerSlam nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, it's like ninety points. Uh, second place, Steve Austin defeating Shawn Michaels uh, WrestleMania fourteen with ninety three points. And our top match of all time, title change uh, category, Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, Survivor Series 1997 with 94 total points. So there's your top 10 of all time. And just uh, real quick, our bottom one is Pedro Morales versus uh, Stan Stasiak from December 73. Yep. And uh, Hogan Yoko from WrestleMania 9 and Mankind Rock from Rumble 99. Those are our bottom three. Um, 24, yep. 23, and 16 are the points on those. Yeah. Yeah, so it goes to show how much we didn't like that Rumble. Performance. Those were high in the rest of them. I mean, halftime heat finished like in the 30s, but um, no. you know, and this one finished 26. So, but they're all, you know, whatever top 35 of the 45 or so. But that that one we just really didn't like. So, yeah. Um, all right, so that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week with another draft. So check that out. We'll be back in two weeks' time with this project. We'll be talking WrestleMania 15, Steve Austin versus oh, yeah. The Rock. Yeah, staying in this timeline for a little bit longer. I spoiled uh, my match score earlier. I didn't even realize. <laughs> Some bitch. All right, so we'll be back then. Check out everything in North South Connection. Go to NorthSouthConnection.com for all our content. Just subscribe on our feeds, YouTube, and any podcast applications on social media. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us all over the place. Aaron JT,